I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Before we hop into today's episode, we want to tell you guys about one of our amazing sponsors, Podcorn. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we've shouted out Podcorn before as one of the websites we use to find ad sponsors for the show. Yes, Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step to ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. Exactly. Podcorn gives podcasters transparency transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Head to the link in our show notes to sign up and start browsing sponsorship opportunities for your podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we have our monthly segment of What Would Your Bestie Do? An advice column where you send in your questions, send in what you're going through, and Allison and I answer to the best of our abilities. So we're excited to get into that today, answer your questions. But first, as always, we're going to catch up a little bit, tell you guys what we've been up to, and yeah, we'll go from there. Awesome. Um, Lately, I have been in this sponge absorbing of knowledge sage, I feel like I've just been really learning. And maybe this is coming from, you know, how we're in school for so many years, then you graduate. And unless you actively seek out learning, there's not as much opportunity for that. You have to be actively be wanting to know stuff. Right. And so I've just been like really researching so many random things and it's been very, very fun. Uh, one of my... um 
life purposes are dharmas. When I did that mm. dharma test, mm-hmm. one of mine was a, the researcher. So this is very fitting. But I have been watching some really interesting documentaries lately. Have you heard of Rotten or Broken? Mm-mm. They're like docu-series. Oh my God, they're so interesting. And then I finally had a chance to, to watch Seaspiracy. Okay, yeah. I think that's been like a big known one for a while. And I am just like mind blown that some of these things exist. It's crazy and sad and we're just going about our normal lives. Meanwhile, we have our blinders on and it's just crazy. So that's kind of like what I've been doing. I've just been like reading, researching, learning. <laughs> I don't know. Just Even on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe TikTok understood that I am in this little phase right now because last night I let myself have like a little three-hour TikTok binge session. And I was just like, God damn, this app has literally taught me so much. It is so mind-blowing how much society has advanced from what we can learn from three hours on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's like our attention spans have gotten so short that someone's like, here's how I built my house in 30 seconds. (laughs) Here's how to do this in 30 seconds. And it's like, what took them 10 years of something to learn? And then they're just like, here you go. That is crazy. It's so true. I love that you're getting into documentaries. I've been listening to some other podcasts and they have been talking about doing a lot of documentary watching. One that I have on my list is Not So Pretty. Have you seen that one yet? I think that's what it's called. Oh, add it. And the one that she had watched was, I think it was the Giggly Squad podcast, I believe. And one of the girls had watched the Not So Pretty episode about makeup and how bad makeup is, at least some makeup products and what chemicals are in these makeup products are putting on our organs and like in our eyes and in our mouths. And I had also seen some TikToks about it that the reason some of these waterproof lipsticks are waterproof is because they're literally using forever chemicals that make it waterproof. And like the same chemicals that are in like those crazy toxic nonstick pans and that they coat armor like army gear in to be waterproof. So just like not something that you should be putting in your mouth every single day. So I'm definitely gonna be watching that one because like that's something I've really gotten more aware of. And I feel like I'm gonna make that commitment to... I, I have the app. Do you have the app? Um, Think Dirty where you can see no. the score. You can see a score of what any makeup product you have is and see how bad it is. I only wear makeup like once a week. So for me, it's maybe not as bad. I mean, I have all pretty clean makeup. But yes, like if that's that's stuff that you're putting on your skin every single day. Yeah, you want to make sure it's not like a... Because if it's like an 8, 9, or 10 on that app, it's like super bad, really bad product ingredients that is just not good for... Like we wonder why cancer rates are going up, why people's hormones are being disrupted at an alarming rate. It's like... Maybe it's all this stuff that we're using every day. It's just not good for us. And it is kind of crazy how you don't think to think about it. It's like, why does this lip gloss smell like caramel? Like, is that probably like a bad thing? I don't know. You just don't even think about it. But like, yeah, it's probably not the best reason that it smells like cherries or strawberries, you know? Totally. One, I can't remember if it was in the broken one or the rotten one, but they had an episode specifically on the makeup industry too and how so many of these products are just made in these like very dirty factories and all they care about is money and mass production as fast as possible. And it's them just like stirring horrible (laughs) toxic compounds and then like putting it in a little eyeshadow palette. And it's like, oh, it's cute. Now it's fine. That didn't just come from all of these terrible chemicals that we combined and put into a bucket and (laughs) stirred with a stick. That literally reminds me of like a documentary I watched about the cartels in Mexico. And like, they're literally like stirring drugs, like (laughs) with a stick, like meth. And like you say, that like Mm -hmm. reminded me of that scene of watching like the cartels. 
It's making drugs. It's probably like the same, honestly. I mean, the MO is the same. Make as much money as you can as fast as you can and take out anyone who's in your way. <laughs> wow. Sad. The parallels of the Mexican cartel and the makeup <laughs> industries. Who would have thought? Anyway, what, what have you been up to? <laughs> okay, updates for me. Kind of the same as you. Like nothing too crazy going on. Just been organizing my house. Love that for me. Did like the big spring cleaning kind of around the same time as we did our spring cleaning episode. Really, you know, got in there, scrubbed the walls, scrubbed everything. But now I'm like, okay, let's make everything efficient. Like this, we have one closet upstairs. How can we make it efficient? Like what am I using every single day? I use the vacuum every single day because hashtag German Shepherd life you know, for everywhere. So I'm like, okay, this vacuum doesn't have a home. Like I was putting it in the basement and I was getting it like every other day. So I'm like, let's make it efficient, clear out this closet, make room for it because I'm using this all the time. So just like going through all the closets, pulling out things that I never use and either donating them or just putting them in the basement, honestly. So that's really nice. I feel like zen getting around to like other home projects. Like I have these baskets behind me that are little hanging baskets for my wall that I've had literally since November and I haven't hung them up yet. So I'm getting around to that. Um, putting up little flowers outside, you know, all the home things, pulling weeds. So that's literally all I did all weekend. I was just home alone. Actually, that's another thing. Connor went out of town this past weekend. It was the first time. Wow, what a change up. Dude, I know. Like literally Connor never travels. It was, it was a work trip. And it was the first time I've lived here since February of 2021. And it's May 2022. First time I slept in my bed alone the whole year and a half or whatever, year and three months. Because Connor's always here. No, I loved it. I was like, oh, maybe you should like go to town more often. This is nice. Like, it's kind of like a vacation in my own house. Like, I'm by myself. Obviously, I had Margot too, but she's a great little cuddler. But I'm like, what should I do today? Like, <laughs> should I read a book? Should I go garden? Like, what is going on? Oh, I know. I'm so with you. Clay and I talk about that too. It's like, of course, we love each other. But when the other person leaves, we're like, Kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, like, he's been gone for five days now. So, yes, like, I'm definitely ready for him to come back because I'm like, okay, now it's getting a little lonely. But those first three days, I was like, this is great. I love this. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you had a nice little weekend to yourself yeah. doing some home projects. I'm definitely with you on trying to make the home space as functional as possible. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that too in my organization of, okay, well, what, what do I use every day that should go on this shelf right here? And why is this thing that I never use <laughs> front and center? Yes. Yes. Like, no. I'm like, why that, is this box is a- <laughs> from our podcast mics that I've never touched in a year front and center of my closet? Like, yeah, I, I want to keep that box, but I'm going to put it in the basement. Like, yeah, I don't need access to it all the time. I feel that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. What else? Yeah. Peaks of the week. Yeah. What was your peak of the week? I know you have a really exciting one. Yeah. I had a fun weekend. So I was like looking ahead at the calendar and my one year sobriety date is the same as New Wave's birthday because the last time I drank was New Wave's one year birthday. And so I was like, well, if I want to celebrate both of those events, I don't want to have to do them on the same day. That's like way too much. Mm -hmm. And me being sober literally has nothing to do with uh, the store. It's like success. I mean, you know, hand in hand, they do go together, but but one's personal, one's work. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be able to have like a public open pop-up for the store to celebrate. But for me to celebrate sobriety, I was like, I want to do something just like small with my friends. And so I was thinking, how how could this come to fruition? And my friend, her date happens to be the exact same as mine, but it was her five-year sobriety date, oh. also on June 5th. And it was her birthday. So we were like, oh my gosh, let's just like do this event on Sunday. I like messaged a bunch of people. I was like, could everyone like randomly do this date the next weekend? 
and had like a lot of responses. And you know how my reward was going to be like, or I'm going to butcher saying this, a boudoir shoot. <laughs> yeah, boudoir. Yeah. <laughs> boudoir. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'll just do the whole event as like boudoir. So boudoir fun. Themed. I love and that. It just turned out really cute. And everyone was so nice and welcoming. And the vibes were so good. We did breath work. We did a sound bath. We did a guided meditation. We made mocktails. I had this idea to have like a build your own bouquet table. Mm -hmm. So I got all these different flowers so that everyone could make their own bouquet to take home as like a memento of the event. event. It was a fun event activity that I don't know anyone could use anywhere, anytime. And Tons of people brought non-alcoholic drinks that they liked. Most of the people that came are either like sober, kind of sober curious, or maybe pregnant or something. So they're not drinking right now. And I wanted all those people to connect with each other too. Because if you're not drinking, it's like, where do you meet people? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe yoga, maybe, I don't know, a coffee shop, but it's hard. So that was definitely an awesome weekend, a fun celebration, great company all around. Just really good vibes. Yay. Um, the event was iconic. I wasn't there, but... But from the photos, I'm just going to say, it looked iconic. Looked like out of a freaking magazine or a Pinterest viral, viral Pinterest post. So thank you. I wanted a photographer so bad. (laughs) I had like four photographers that I wanted and all of them were already booked or out of town because I planned it five days in advance. But I was like, this is a moment. I need photos of these. And I hardly even got any because I was like, you're doing stuff, doing the event, talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the phone photos, I mean, honestly, that's the vibe these days anyways. Like it it looked good. So don't, yeah. Well, thanks. Wow, it looks so fun. Proud of you. What about you? Thank you. Um, my peak of the week, my brother Brady was in town this past weekend. It was so funny. He's like, he has his girlfriend and then he texts me and he was like, I'm going to be in town for work, but don't worry, I got an Airbnb. Like it's going to be, I know it's probably a lot for four of us in like your tiny house. And I was like, or I was like, Brady, Connor's out of town this weekend. You totally could have stayed here. Like just ask next time. But their Airbnb was really cool. They had a sick Airbnb in St. Louis, rooftop pool, downtown. So they had fun with that. But we all went to the Cardinals game on this past Monday. The Cardinals won. It was super fun. And he got the tickets through work. So you know that work has those good seats. We were front row along the third baseline. So really close. It looked like I looked like we were on the field from the pictures I took. But yeah, that was really fun. Love good sibling time and his girlfriend and his other friend that we've known from forever for college from college. So have you been to quite a few Cardinals games? I've probably been to... Kind of a big deal, Yeah, Yeah, I've I've been to a few for sure. Like, I've probably been to like 10. That's probably a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, they're really fun. And that's obviously... When you're in the Midwest, you gotta find fun things to do. So that's definitely one of them. I love that. Going in to your guys' peaks of the week, I have to read this one from China. She said, Finally feeling better after a week of being sick. And also, a random stranger said they loved my already friend's tote. So I got to tell her all about the podcast. Aw, that's so sweet. Really precious. Thanks for the flow. Wow. Love that. Anaya said, seeing Avril Lavigne perform live, my childhood icon. Wow. That's amazing. Honestly, same. (laughs) When I was a kid, I definitely listened to a lot of Avril Lavigne. Yeah. It just, it was that era. She's a, she's a And Tori said, I started doing peaks of the week with my students at school and they love it. (gasps) Stop. That's so cute. Aww. You guys are all totally free to start incorporating peaks of the week into your guys' lives yeah. however you want, whether that's with your partner, your roommates, your friends, your job. I love Have that. And Abigail said, gave a presentation for marketing to the board members of my company yesterday. 
Wow. Congrats. Love those big, big career moments. Hope it went well. Oh, she said it got, she says, got many compliments, but I did really well. So it did go well. Congrats, Queen. We love that. Girl boss. Yay. <laughs> As always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram at We're Already Friends and segueing right into this. We have quite a few announcements for you guys. Try to run through them quickly. Just some duties that we got to share with you. So first up, we are in the final month of our current giveaway. If you leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or a review on Spotify. Take a screenshot, send it to us on the Instagram and we'll get you entered into the giveaway. And of course, the other way to enter is through the Hot Girl Walk stories. We've been telling you guys about that, but if you haven't made it to the end of an episode, what you do, go for your walk, take a picture of you either on the walk, maybe your dog, maybe a screenshot of the podcast playing on your phone, share that and tag us. You can do any of those things to get entered and you could win a water bottle sling from Bay. Um, it's a super cute sling, holds your water bottle, your keys, your phone, all the necessities for that hot girl walk this summer. So make sure you enter. Yes, again, just rate, review, share it to your story. Lots of different ways, but make sure you tag us or DM it to us on our Instagram to get entered. Another announcement, we have our May Patreon live in our June one coming up really soon. May Patreon was with Alejandra. She gave tons of spiritual advice about manifestation, shadow work. We went into all the things. So if you are looking for something like that, definitely head over to our Patreon um, and check that out. In June, we have a really special guest. Her name is Allison Wedig. Um, she just happens to be the co-host of the show right now. And she's giving her best tips on thrifting, guys. Allison does not share this stuff like ever. I don't even know these tips because she is a pro. So if you want your best thrifting tips and how to live your best thrifting life, come to the June Patreon. It's going to be so good. I know. I feel bad. I don't mean to like gatekeep it. I don't try to. It's just since it is my life and it is my work, I don't usually just like, I don't know, tell all the behind the scenes. So this is a rare opportunity. And I've had quite a few people send in questions. So we're going to cover things around thrifting, things around finding your aesthetic and figuring out how to thrift for that specific aesthetic and just how to take care of what you already have better. All under that umbrella of just being a budget-friendly, mindful consumer. Yeah. And I think we could all learn a lot from that. So definitely check out those Patreon episodes. And yeah, I think that's all of our announcements. All right. And time for what would your bestie do? Yes. Okay. Like we always do, you guys send in your questions on our Instagram at already friends. So let's get into it. Okay. For this one, we pulled questions in the realm of how to better your own personal energy and vibe, which goes hand in hand with who you surround yourself with since we are so much a product of the people that we spend time with. So we tried to pull questions that kind of have to do with that. We might go a little astray, but it'll be in that general category. Love it. First up, how do I control my anger and frustration? I've been so short-tempered lately. I feel like they probably have a lot of fire in their birth chart because you're you have a lot of water. So you're just more like calm and in your feelings and more emotional. And I do feel like that people that have a lot of fire tend to just get easily like rallied up about things that maybe aren't worth that much time and energy. So maybe you could look at that and be like, oh yeah, I do have a lot of fire in my chart. And then naturally you're just someone who's going to be a little more hot-headed, which is just good for general Mm self-awareness. That way 
you can figure out where it's coming from. Uh, For me, when I get behind in my morning routine, that's when I kind of start to get like flustered and frustrated. You know that quote, it's like, the key to winning the day is winning the morning. Mm -hmm. And so if you can like wake up just early enough and get yourself grounded and stable so that your cup is full before you have to go out into the world that day to to work, to your errands. That way, every little thing doesn't just trigger you so much. Like someone cuts you off in traffic. Your boss says that thing. You get the email at the wrong time. Those things can really start to set you off if you don't have good stable footing out of the get-go. And as they're happening, I don't want to throw him under the bus. I think I have to, but it's funny because he's a guy and he's very fiery. But Clay has kind of like a short temper with things like that, mm-hmm. but always at inanimate objects. Like not, <laughs> he doesn't get mad at people, but like, let's say, uh, I don't know. Like you stub your toe? Drops. Yeah. Like he drops something and then it's like this fucking water bottle or something <laughs> like that. Like he'll get so mad at like really funny little things like that. And I'm I'm always just like, Clay, why get mad? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Just like pick it up or like just shut the door again. And he has gotten so much better. But I think people just naturally, it's easy to get upset by things like that. And until you check yourself and be like, why would, Why am I cursing at the stove right now? Why am I like so upset at the bag of groceries that spilled? Like it's really not that big of a deal. And if you let those 60 seconds consume all of your emotions, then that's just going to carry on for the rest of the day mm-hmm. until you decide to stop it. Yeah, I love what you're saying. If you are getting short-tempered, analyze what situations are making you short-tempered and be more strategic about how you can just avoid those situations from even happening. So like Allison was saying, if you're not filling your cup in the morning and you feel like you're rushed out the door, maybe wake up 30 minutes earlier. Or if there is like a moment at work where someone's doing something repetitively and it's really annoying you, beat them to it. Get ahead on that situation and don't allow that situation to happen. I feel like I can see that happening in my life and in work. I try to just beat people to the things that I think might happen so that they don't annoy me or like so someone can't micromanage me. Like I'll just like send something, you know, out anyways. I think another thing, I have been that person that now that we're talking about it, like I definitely have been that person where like something happens. I'm like, ah, like this is so annoying. And I like want to scream. And I think it is, it does come back to like just thinking about like why is that making you mad and like why are we letting things have power over us? Like, don't let those like little moments have power over you because it's just it does ruin your day. And it like does ruin like the next hour or two when you do let things, yeah, like have that control of your emotions. Totally. Cause then it's just a domino effect. As you were giving those examples there, I thought of one that is usually my trigger point. When I get home, if I've been out running errands all day and I've been thrifting and I have all of this stuff and I pull up, it's so frustrating for me when I used to carry everything inside at once. I would be like, okay, I only want to make one trip up the stairs. So I'm going to try to carry like my coffee and my water bottle and Peach's leash and all of these groceries and all of these thrifts and my purse like up the stairs at once. And then I'd have to go through all of the doors and I would just be like sweating and irritated as the wind is blowing and the stairs and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so I've started when I get home, I just go inside and I take up, you know, my purse, my coffee, my water, breathe for a second, like go to the bathroom, decompress for literally a minute, just put my stuff away. And then I can go out and get the groceries, Mm -hmm. get the thrifts. So that way you're not just this like hot headed person that's running around from thing to thing to thing. Like 
oftentimes, like, we don't need to move as fast as we're usually moving. Yeah. If we slow down, it's really not that serious. Yeah, exactly. Like, why do you need to carry every single thing in, inside? And then you drop something and you just broke the nice planter that you just bought because you had to bring exactly. it all at once. So it's like, why can't we just learn to love the process of, like, I live in an apartment. It's going to take me three trips. Like, that's life. That's just how it is. Yeah, like, learn yeah. to love that instead of putting all this unnecessary stress. I like that. Amazing. We want to take a quick break and introduce one of our sponsors, That's It. If you're someone who has a super busy schedule, finding healthy and nutritious food to take on the go can be a challenge. But That's It fruit bars could be a lifesaver for you. Some energy and snack bars have ingredient lists that are a mile long, and That's It is the complete opposite. They're made from just one ingredient, 100% real fruit. I just ate one of their apple and mango bars yesterday, and the ingredients are literally one whole apple and one whole mango. By eating this one bar, you get the same nutritional benefits you would get if you were eating those two fruits separately. I also love the texture of these bars. It's kind of like a fruit leather. Really soft, easy to chew. They pack a quick hit of natural sugars and carbs, so it's a perfect snack before or during a workout. They can easily be thrown into a gym bag, suitcase, backpack, lunch bag, purse, you name it. If you're looking for a convenient and clean snack on the go, That's It fruit bars are for you. That's It is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount, so if you're looking to try these fruit bars for yourself, head over to thatsitfruit.com slash ironwomen and use the code alreadyfriends to get 20% off your order. Again, go to that that's it fruit.com slash iron women and use code already friends to get 20% off your order. So we put all this info in our show notes. Go to our website, we're already friends.com if you want to see the show notes for this episode. You can also click on the app you're listening to the podcast and see the show notes there. Okay, I am jealous of someone close to me and I can't stop feeling that way. <sighs> Jealousy is really tough because especially when you're close to someone. You know, I think in any situation, you'd be like, okay, like maybe can you try to distance yourself from this person? Like go work on yourself. But if it's someone that's close to you that you're working with all the time, I know that can be a bit harder. I don't know. Maybe like the first step is, can you try to dive deeper into why you're feeling jealous? Like, is it because that person's doing something that you want to do? Is it because they're doing something that you want to do, but you feel like you'll never be able to accomplish? Like, I feel like there's something there that you need to work through. Absolutely. Going off of that, I have two thoughts. One, are you actually jealous of what they have or is that their goal? Like, let's say you see someone get XYZ car or XYZ relationship or trip. Like, yes, maybe those are fun, awesome, nice things, but like, do you actually even want them? Like, is that even the path you're on and something you're trying to achieve? Or are you just like, wow, they're getting what they want? And I'm not getting what I want. So just try to reflect if whatever they have is even something that you really truly want or if you just see it making them happy and you it's a reflection of you realizing that you don't have the thing that you really want. Mm -hmm. And then my second thought, kind of, it, this doesn't really help answer the question, but the other day I was thinking about how there's people that want to see you win in life regardless of their circumstance. Like they just want the best for you no matter what. Then there's people that want to see you win in life as long as you don't win as much as they win. So as long as they're doing a little bit better than you, they still want you to win. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then there's people who just want you to lose. And I've realized and reflected on some people in my life that I'm like, I always thought that they wanted me to win, but they only wanted me to win as long as I didn't do better than them. Win too much. Get out of their Win too threshold. much. Yes. And so I just think that's something to be aware of for you to other people and for the relationships in your life. Like, does that person just truly want the best for me? Or is it they want the best for me conditionally as long as it's not better than how they're doing? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think going back to being jealous of someone that's close to you, I feel like it's just going to have to take some self work and some journaling. And because theoretically, if that person is someone that you love and is close to you and you really care about them, nothing that they're doing really should make you jealous. Like you should learn how to be happy for them, even if it's like coming from a place of like, oh, but like that should be me. Like I feel like through meditation, through journaling, you learn how to be happy for like even the people that you hate. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first lessons through the Calm app that I had was like, think of someone who's like really rubbed you the wrong way and just like send them all the best energy. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to send them the good energy. But I feel like I don't know, part of growing as a person is like, yeah, like learn to send people the good energy that, I don't know, maybe you are kind of jealous of their relationship and like you've waited years and years and still the right person doesn't come around. But like, I feel like once you can be happy for other people, you're just going to get all the blessings and like all the good things in return. But I know that's so much easier said than done. And I don't want to try and be like preachy at all. But I feel like that's what it has to come down to. Like you have to really sit down, journal and try to figure out what's making you jealous and what steps you can take to, I don't know, to be your higher self and to like get those things for you. Absolutely. And realizing that just because someone has something doesn't mean that you can't have it. Like if they have that amazing relationship, that doesn't mean you can't have yeah. an amazing relationship. Oh if they have a brand new house, that's just a sign. Like see it as a sign of, wow, that person did that. So I can too. Like they're showing you the way. It's available for you too, not they have it. So that means I'm not going to get it. Oh my gosh, 1000%. There is enough room for everybody to sit at the table, everyone to win. And just kind of even a flip side of that, just because someone has something that you quote unquote want, doesn't mean they're happy. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise that you don't have what they have. I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. That's always true. And kind of on a recent episode, we talked about the give and take. You, when you were taking uh, all those trips last month, you're like, yes, that was amazing. But then on the flip side, I haven't seen Connor and I haven't got to spend time at home. And then for me, I'm like, yes, I'm getting all this downtime to chill and you know finally relax. But also the store hasn't been open. So that's my income. So there's always a flip side of whatever someone has. Mm-hmm. There's something on the other side that has to give. Just keep that in mind too. Yeah. And give yourself some grace. If it's something where you're kind of being hard on yourself for why haven't I gotten that promotion? Why haven't I done that? It's just like, again, trust the process of your life. Make sure you're writing down your goals, obviously going toward what you want, but like give yourself some grace too, because I don't know, life's hard. It's not as easy as, you know, writing down the plan and doing it. There's a lot of ups and downs. So for sure. Okay. How do you end a friendship that isn't serving you anymore, but you do care for that person? Oh man, not another that's friendship an breakup excellent. question. <laughs> I know. I think that's an excellent question. And it goes back to like, just because that doesn't mean that that person's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And it's way easier for me to think about friendship breakups and friendship dynamics when I think about them in a romantic way. Because so much of our theory and what we apply to romantic relationships like makes sense. Like, oh, I really, you know, that person was great, but they're just not who I wanted to be with for life. That same thing can apply with friends. Like they came into your life, they served a purpose, you guys had a great time. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. Maybe you just don't want to spend as much time with them anymore. Like that's okay. And when it's in a romantic relationship, everyone understands that. And they're like, it's okay. You guys move on, you find other people. Same thing for friendships. Mm -hmm. That's really good insight. I think, how do you end the friendship? This is something we always say. I personally, I don't know about Allison. I think she's on the same page. Like, I don't personally think you need to send like a long text and say you're ending the friendship. I think it's kind of one of those things you try to let it fizzle out. 
unless someone really did something that, you know, very much offended you, very much hurt your feelings, you, you know, they really drew the line somewhere. I think you just let it fizzle out naturally. And specifically how to do that, where are you seeing this person all the time? And what can you swap in your schedule to make it so you're filling your time somewhere else? And if this person were to ever ask you like, oh, hey, like I noticed you're not coming to this anymore. Like I I noticed that we're not doing our Wednesday wine nights. Like what's going on? I like to put the blame on myself. Like, you know what? I'm really trying to work on myself right now. I'm really trying to work on my fitness. So I've actually been doing like Wednesday walks by myself. Like always try to like frame it around yourself because then no one's going to get hurt. Like if that person's mad at you for bettering yourself and they're, you know, you're not coming around as much or spending as much time with them. Like, I don't know, maybe that is reflective that like that was a good choice for you to, you know, spend less time with them. I think people, most people understand. Um, but yeah, just kind of like blame it on yourself if, if you're not seeing them as much and you're intentionally filling your calendar with other things, with other groups of people, other other friends. Just be like, oh yeah, like I'm really into this and I'm trying to get more into that. That's why I'm doing that instead of, you know, our usual thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We love a a soft fizzle out. Yeah. So that way, you know, I feel like we have talked about this a lot because then down the line, maybe you guys come back into each other's orbits and then you didn't have the flame go totally out. You you kept it open and respectful. I think respect is honestly the key word to hit on here. Just not making it a end on bad terms. Mm-hmm. You just like, you don't want to really have bad beef with anyone. Just naturally go your separate ways. That way they're not like sending you bad energy and hate. You're just like, oh no, I still want the best for them. Like still support you. Good for you. Where you just maybe don't need to see each other all the time. Yeah. Don't burn a bridge that you don't have to burn. You never know when you could need that person down the road when, you know, something could work out and, I don't know. You just, yeah, you never want to have people on your bad side, I guess. Okay. Well, here's a similar question kind of along these same lines. One of my closest friends has changed a lot. and I don't want to be around them anymore, but I don't know how to separate. Yeah. What are your thoughts with that one? Remember when we read those quotes out of the book and I said, I'm just going to let let the books pick the quotes. I didn't come here prepared. I'm just going <laughs> to open to a random page. Uh-huh. And one of them was allow people to show you they've changed. And then I think you made a little video even about it. Maybe put it on the TikTok or something. But that quote, I didn't even remember saying it when we said it on the podcast, but it's actually come back to me so many times. I'm like, yes, people can change. I, I'm so over the narrative. Like no one ever changes. They're always who they are. Because I feel true to my core. I have changed so much in my life. And I have seen people close to me change so much. And holding that grudge on someone of who they used to be is so unfair. Like, what's the point of changing and growth and involvement if we're still going to just like write people off as how they were before they learned all that? Like, we're all here on planet Earth for the first time doing our best. Mm-hmm. So, of course, mistakes will be made. Of course, you're going to do things, say things that maybe you wish you wouldn't have. And giving both yourself and other people grace to change, like, should be allowed. But that being said, if someone changes in a way that doesn't vibe with you anymore, I think that we should still let those people change and not stop them from changing. Mm. Like it would be selfish to be like, oh, I don't want my partner or my friend to change because of how that affects our relationship if that's what that person wants to go do. So just kind of putting that person's personal, uh, I don't know, involvement over your relationship mm-hmm. um, because you know, that's, that's, what, that's what we're here for on earth is just to you know, evolve and figure things out 
I don't, you said it, but I don't know how to separate. I love what you said about change because if you love something, you'll let them go. And I think that does kind of apply here. Like if you really do care for this person, but they are changing and kind of, I don't know, going in a different direction. Yeah. Don't feel like you need to hold on to it. And it seems like you do realize that you're kind of ready to let go of this relationship, this friendship. I mean, I would say kind of what I was saying, try to fill your time in other spheres, maybe branch out into different social spheres or reach out to people that maybe you don't really hang out in their friend group and try to hang out with them. Like if this is someone who's in your quote unquote friend group, maybe reach out to other friend groups and see what they're up to. Um, Find some new hobbies, find some new workout classes, places to hang out. I would just fill your time with other things. And again, put it on yourself. I feel like that's one of the easiest ways to not be like, you did this wrong. It's all about you, you, you. And so it's just like, oh no, like I'm doing this for me. I'm sorry that, you know, it's not involving you as much. Like it's just, I don't know, it's a me thing. It's not about you. Exactly. And I've had this happen a lot with me not drinking the last Mm -hmm. year. Like there are so many situations that I used to partake in where drinking was at the forefront of those. And I'm sure people, well, I'm, I'm positive people stopped inviting me to those things because they're like, oh, she's not going to drink anymore. Like I used to get invited to go on party buses to like every Friday and Saturday night, I would have texts from like five to 10 people. What are you doing tonight? What are your plans this weekend? Want to come here? Okay, let me know what you're doing later. Maybe we can meet up at this place. I never get those texts now. Obviously, like those people are like, she's not going to come. She doesn't want to come. And they maybe feel weird. And I mean, even if I maybe did want to go, maybe they don't want me around because they think that I would be judging them for drinking, even though I'm not. And those people just kind of had to let me do my thing and I had to let them do their thing. No judgment to them. Hopefully they're not judging me in return. It's just just a different path. Mm -hmm. And by me changing my lifestyle, I found other friends now from new avenues that I would have never came across before just by changing my routine, my hobbies, my interests. So just know there's a lot of people out there. And while you're kind of going through that transition, it might feel lonely and you might be like, wow, I just don't have that same connection that I had with this other person. It'll come. There will be more people. You'll you'll fill that void. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Okay, cool. Okay, next question. I can't get past imposter syndrome. Help. I think with this question, it would have been good to know like some context. I think it's kind of like you can have imposter syndrome in a lot of different areas. If you're at a job and you've done the three years and you have that under your belt and you still feel like, oh my gosh, I am not worthy to be in this room. I am not worthy to give my opinion that kind of imposter syndrome, maybe look to find a mentor, look to find a resource, someone who's doing what you're doing, maybe a few stages ahead and get their advice for how they felt when they were your age. Because there are definitely situations where people get imposter syndrome and they shouldn't have it. Like They do have the credibility to back them up. And I don't know, it's just like a weird thing that some people get. Um, So I would look for a mentor and really ask someone to go to coffee with them or do a Zoom tell them how you're feeling because a lot of people have been there. If anything, I think imposter syndrome is almost a good thing. It's like you have the self-awareness to be like, oh, I care enough to make sure that I know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about or I have the expertise to share it or to be paid for it or whatever. I think that's a good trait to have. You just need to nourish it to the point where you're like, okay, I am confident enough in this. And not letting it debilitate you into oh, I could have gave this really cool presentation at work, but I let someone else have it because I'm like, well, what do I know? It's like, no, you've done the work. You've done your time. Like, Get up there and tell them what you've found. Like, Don't let that stop you or from taking up really cool opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Next question. I hate my best friend's boyfriend, but he lives with us. 
Oh no, what should I do? He's made her a different person. Oh no. Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) We've lost her. (laughs) The living situation is what makes it extra sticky. Mm -hmm. I'm also wondering how that dynamic came to be. Did you move in with them? (laughs) But the way it's phrased that he lives with us, I feel like he moved in with you two. And I wonder how disgust that was. Mm, I know that's so true. How disgust was it? Because I feel like the best way to avoid these situations is to make sure things are overly discussed and people aren't just making decisions for everyone, like avoiding the situation before you even get there. But obviously that's always easier said than done. People just do things without asking. I don't know. I definitely talking with your best friend and being honest about what it is. And depending on when your lease expires, I would maybe consider moving out. And that sucks that you would have to be the person that has to move out. But it almost seems like at first the boyfriend was third wheeling the two friends and now it's switched that you're third wheeling Mm -hmm. them. And if it's gone on long enough that you you think that they're going to stay together. And also ask yourself, is he changing her in a bad way or is he just changing her in a way that's different than what you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you selfishly upset that she's changing because it's affecting, you know, how much you guys are hanging out or what you guys do when you're together? Um, Or is it, yeah, a bad change? I think the toughest thing that I feel like I've had to learn in roommate situations is that you can really only control what you can control. When you have a bad roommate, the only thing you can control is where you live or if you're re-signing that lease. So it kind of stinks. But I feel like the only advice we can give is like, okay, well, just maybe consider when you can move out. If it is, you know, your lease is ending soon, maybe don't re-sign. Maybe can you get out of the lease and find someone to sub-lease for you? Would they just take over the lease? Yeah, because what I'm confused on it, like is he, are you paying 50% and then they're paying 50%? Mm -hmm. Like did he just kind of start paying on hers? Because if you signed it and it was just the two of you living there, then that was a situation where two people could afford to live there. Mm -hmm. So perhaps the boyfriend should just be taking your lease. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not this advice that this person wanted to hear. Because it is tough though, because I feel like another thing that I've learned is that when someone's boyfriend, I'm assuming he sucks. It's kind of what it sounds like. When someone's boyfriend sucks, it's not really your place to give that person advice. And like, that is a really hard pill to swallow. But I feel like some people just kind of figure the shit out for themselves and they kind of have to live that life experience. Because when someone comes into a situation as like, your boyfriend sucks, like, don't you see that he's doing this, this, and this? Like, they don't hear you. Like, Mm -mm. the blinders are on. Like, they cannot hear and see all the red flags that you're shouting at them. Like, I've I've literally been there. I've had a friend whose boyfriend was terrible. And, you know, I've tried. I tried everything. They, you know, a year and a half, two years later, just had to learn that for themselves. And I'm glad that I didn't push and push to tell this person that their boyfriend sucked because that just would have ruined our relationship. And Mm -hmm. I luckily am still friends with that person because I didn't push and push to let them know something that they just had to figure out for themselves. Love is weird. (laughs) Yeah. And that shitty partner is teaching them a lot of things that they're going to need later in life. Like it's teaching them who they don't want, all these lessons that they had to face. And so if you can try to salvage your relationship with them without getting too involved, that is probably the best case scenario. And if you think about it, if you don't move out and you just ask him to move out, he's still probably going to come over. Still going to stay the night occasionally. He's still going to come over for dinner. So it might just be best to to get out of that. Yeah, do what you can do. As shitty as Mm -hmm. that is, because like maybe you were the one that found the place. Maybe a lot of the furniture is yours. Or they can move out. <laughs> yeah. Our advice is take their stuff and put it on the curb and just see what happens when they get back. 
No. Yes. Okay. Best of luck in that situation. That always sucks. I, I hate when you have a bad living situation. It's the worst. All right. Last question. How do you bring up marriage without an ultimatum when it's been six years and you are so ready? Well, there's a new reality show well, about this. It's like married or it's like the ultimatum. I, I swear. I was just watching it on Netflix. They literally like go in and they're like, we've been dating for two years. And if we don't leave the show married, I'm done. It's like a whole thing. (laughs) Oh, wow. But it's way more dramatic and probably stage relationships. But it's definitely a thing because people are going through this. So definitely a legit question. I think my marriage thoughts that we gave a few episodes ago, how I was saying, I think guys or the person proposing is often afraid to propose because they think a wedding is going to be immediately after. So maybe they're afraid like, well, I don't have the money to propose and do the whole wedding. So maybe opening up some dialogue around like, hey, I'm just ready to be engaged, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we have to get married right away. And maybe that would help alleviate some of their stress around the commitment. And you can be like, we can try Like, I'm just ready for the next stage mm-hmm. of being engaged. And we can can feel that out and get comfy with that and used to it. And then after we're both ready, then we can talk about actually getting married. Yeah. And, and having a wedding. I am under the impression that these kind of conversations are conversations. People don't just get engaged. It, it looks like, you know, the guy's just like surprising the girl. Like it's so romantic, but no, they definitely had a full on conversation for at least like a few months before. And a lot of people go and look at rings. I feel like that's always kind of like one of the steps is like suggesting to look at rings, whether that's the guy or the girl. And you can do that before you get engaged. I don't know. Moral of my story that I'm trying to say is it's definitely a conversation. Don't be embarrassed to bring it up and talk about that because that's like a huge step in both of your lives. So that should definitely be discussed. And like Allison said, it doesn't mean that you need to be married next year. Totally talk that out with them. And maybe there's a reason why they haven't proposed. Maybe it was something financial and you're like, oh no, like we don't have to do this right now. Or maybe they're really stressed because they think they need to get you this like crazy nice diamond. Maybe you just want something that's sustainable or thrifted or, you know, I don't know. Just make sure you're having a conversation because maybe that's where all this hesitancy is coming from. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people who started off with a smaller wedding ring and then each anniversary, they got like more diamonds added on or more bands or whatever. So yeah, whatever it is that's keeping them to have that barrier up, just breaking it down and being like, hey, like what is it that's stopping you here? Because it might be something you've never even thought of. Yeah. And as Karen just said, like it is a conversation. It always looks like the girl had no idea, <laughs> but that's not how it it's goes. Like honey, Honeybun had her ring picked out six months ago, had it on her Pinterest board, and he had all of those pins like saved and sent them to his jeweler and his mom and his sister and everyone. So yeah, and it's it's all yeah. about love. The whole point of this whole thing is about love. So if you both love each other you'll listen to them and you'll both come from a place of understanding about what the timing is and what's right for your relationship. Beautiful. Yay. Well, any last thoughts? No, I think that was good. I think as always, make sure you guys are sending in your questions. We do this every month at the end of the month. And yeah, hopefully this provided some good advice for you guys. Maybe related to some of these questions. And yeah, looking forward to another Q&A sesh. Awesome. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Already Friends. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.